Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Yo, welcome to the bar. Come on and pull up a seat. And open up your Bible, what a wonderful feast The living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets The inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet This where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you We're your source for resources To help you on your way as you battle mean forces This is for the people who can see the importance Of sound theology and the scripture that support it And this is for the truth lovers Biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations Yeah, welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy, Dwayne in the building. Right back in here, another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds. Whatever you're listening to The Bar, we appreciate you guys listening. And man, uh, when you record ahead on podcasts, sometimes it goes long stints before you get back on the mic and that's what it feel like i was like wow i haven't been in the studio to record i've done a lot of eqing because i was able to record a lot of uh this month's shows and last month's ahead of time so we're back at it back in here feel like i gotta shake a little rust off but i'm excited to be coming through your speakers um since the last time uh, I've been on the microphone, we had some some updates to the Bar Podcast Network. I appreciate the guy, you guys with the love and support to the Bar Podcast Network. Um, and the family is growing. Um, we actually added a new partner with um, Mr. Mario Esco. Mario Esco, uh, I always tell him he has the perfect rap name. He has a, a YouTube channel that you now can find on the Bar Podcast website. So uh, we'll have a link to that in the description, but go check out Mario Esco live. Uh, pretty much he does a Facebook live and it's uh, really cool. They cover topics, really good content. And now you're able to access it through the Bar Podcast website. And like I always like to start the show, I want to thank you listeners for just being awesome listeners and and giving us feedback, uh, giving us reviews. We appreciate it. And buying the bar gear. We're so grateful for that. And lastly, what I love to do every time I get behind the microphone, that's interview awesome guests. And this week, uh, we're right back on track with another awesome guest. We have none other than Mr. Andreas. How are you today, sir? Great, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. So those that might not know who you are, I'm going to give you the floor to introduce yourself. Let everybody know whatever you want them to know about you, whether it's personal or professional. You got the floor to do that right here. Hey, yes. Well, um, I uh, actually grew up in uh, Europe, in Vienna, Austria, and uh, went to school there and uh, wasn't converted till, uh, to Christ till I was about 23 years old. Is a just a great... Uh, uh, encounter I had with a with a American opera student actually on the train uh, seems random, but I believe nothing's random with God. It was just mm-hmm. a providential encounter. Uh, heard scriptures I think for the first time with an open heart, the Galatians five, the fruit of his spirit, 
just really struck a, a nerve in, in my heart. I got a Bible, read it, you know, through twice in about wow. six months. Just I was so hungry. I'd never really read the Bible before um, and uh, felt not only called to, you know, confess my sins to Christ and ask him to and thank him to save me, but also to I felt called to the ministry. So after that, I um, liquidated some assets. I came to uh, Columbia International University, South Carolina, uh, and studied there, um, and uh, and then uh, later studied in at, at Trinity in, in Chicago. Um, my wife and I uh, now have four children. We uh, live in Kansas City, and I'm a professor here at uh, Midwestern Seminary. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The Midwestern connection. Uh, that's actually how I found you through, uh, my dear mm-hmm. brother, Mr. Ed. Uh, I know he's yep. listening and, and I know he's excited, uh, bouncing around what he do when he get excited, man. And, and that's, that's a dear brother. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really appreciate him, uh, connecting this. So, um, <clears throat> that's an interesting conversion story. Um, uh, Tell us, tell us a little bit more about that experience, man. And you know that day and and hearing the gospel, yep. uh, paint paint that picture a little bit for us. Absolutely. So it was, uh, you know, a night train. I was going from Vienna to Venice uh, for the weekend. That's one of the perks when you when you live in in Europe. You you have those 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 great opportunities to to sightsee and. And uh, but God had other plans, you know. I, I met this opera student and just a pleasant conversation and talking about the fact that uh, Christ had already done everything that that he needed to do, and the ball really was now in in our court. And I kind of played along with that. I really didn't quite know what she was talking about, but you know, said, "Yeah, that's right," you know. And and eventually she read some scripture and. It was like love, joy, and peace. That's exactly what my heart was longing for. You know, if I mm. if I was willing to admit it, and at the same time, I I had to also admit I was more in that circle of you know strife and enmity and and uh, you know hostility and so forth. My parents had gotten a divorce, and then relationships were not working out. You know, it it it, it just finally I think it was a moment of truth for me, and and God just put it all in perspective through His Word. Wow. Yeah, that that is that's amazing, man. How like you said, he just mm-hmm. used that random situation to yep. uh to 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 just change your whole life. That that is awesome. So you're at Midwestern and um uh and you're a part you're actually the inaugural Midwestern mm-hmm. uh guest because I've had guests from several guests yep. from RTS, several guests from uh southern um just mm-hmm. uh just been blessed to have some some really good but uh i was actually at the ligonier conference uh, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago and it was said that midwestern is just they're they're making you know really good strives and they're you know they're they're coming up on the heels of southern you know a lot of good talk <laughs> what what have you noticed uh while being there uh and and those that may be uh listening that may be thinking about midwestern what what are some of the things you can talk about in that regard well, um, I think it's it's uh, the the school was struggling to be honest. Uh, you know, a few years back, and uh, uh, God brought uh, somebody actually from Southern who's been uh, trained under Al Muller there, uh, Jason Allen, who's now a president, to come to the school. A, a young, dynamic leader, visionary, and you know, I 
I had no intention of, of leaving the, the school I was at before, but uh, I I met him uh, a little over a year ago uh, just for a podcast like this one uh, on preaching from the Gospel of John, actually. And, uh, you know, when, you know, we're done, we had a good conversation, and, and he shared a little bit about Midwestern, and, and, and something about what he shared just kind of caught my attention, and he's telling me about wanting to start a new center for biblical studies, and uh, looking for somebody who could head that up, and, and it just kind of caught my attention, because I think this is a day when when in many places, people, maybe they they believe in the Bible, but they're not necessarily getting excited about the Bible, if you know what I mean, and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I I just I just felt yes you know I want to be at a place where people get excited about the Bible and so uh, you know one thing led to another and um, and I'm here. Nice, that is awesome. Yeah, I heard some some really good things about about the president and uh, you know if you could do a favor and, and tell him you know he needs to come on the bar so we can have him on. Oh, we've had Dr. Moeller on, you know, we've had sure. uh, uh, Dr. Aiken on, you know, so. We would love to have I'm him sure on as well. To do that. Absolutely. Awesome. Good deal. So um, tell me a little bit about the class that uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Ed took, because he he said yeah. it was so awesome. And and and, and mm-hmm. I think that's what kind of sparked uh, him wanting to have you on the show. Tell me a little bit about that, because, you know, I. I went to, to, you know, I did my undergrad at Fayetteville State, um, mm-hmm. but my listeners know I'm I'm the common everyday guy. Like, I, you know, I, I don't plan to go back to any school. I'm good. You know, I thank God for right. what I got. <laughs> but but just, just, just tell those that may be interested in that sure. kind of thing what's going on with that class. Yeah, so it was a class of biblical interpretation. It's based on a on a book I wrote a few years back called Invitation to Biblical Interpretation. I've taught that class before, but but this was a special class in part. You know, it's only as good as the people in it, and so we got, I think, some really good, um, you know, you might call it intellectual culture where where people come prepared and and they have a heart for both the ministry and also for uh, the word. And so one of the unique things about that class, it was called Advanced Biblical Interpretation, is that you have people who are specializing in different areas. You had some people who are specialized in Old Testament, others in New Testament. You had some in biblical theology. You had a few in preaching and even some in ethics, systematic theology. And so you can imagine that the discussion was really uh, all over the map in a good way because people were exploring, okay, so what are the implications of, say, this uh, interpretation for, say, preaching on this passage? And, uh, yeah, we basically had uh, everybody assigned to present on a given book. And so we went through uh, the last half century of uh, the study of biblical hermeneutics, and we started started with a book called Validity in Interpretation. And so the author was saying that essentially uh, how you find out what a passage means is you try to discern as best as you can from the text what the author intended it to mean. Uh, It seems basic and seems, you know, obvious, but the fact is, if you know anything about scholarship today, a lot of people have now abandoned or thoroughly intent as something that we can realistically even uh, you know, uh, ascertain in our study of scripture. So they're saying it. The text means you know whatever you want it to mean, or it mm. means to you. 
you know, mm-hmm. what scholars call the reader response. You know, it's you've been at a Bible study where you just go in a circle and people <laughs> are just saying, well, you know, what do you think it means? You know, and, yep. and, and there's no wrong answers, right? Mm-hmm. And now that book says otherwise. It says that, no, I mean, there's some interpretations that are more valid than others. Well, how do you know? Well, mm-hmm. based on what the author intended, you know, and I mean, you know, I've been married for 30 years now, and, you know, I mean, my wife would have none of it, you know, if she said something, and I said, well, you know, uh, I think you meant this. You'd say, no, I didn't mean that, you know? <laughs> so it, it's just sometimes scholars are in their own bubble, and they come up with those theories that don't even work in real life. So mm-hmm. speaking of real life, you know, that's that's how we started, and then we gradually got a little bit more into you know, uh, the different genres of scripture, you know, how you interpret parables differently from historical narratives and from, mm-hmm. from the book of Revelation and so forth. And uh, just fascinating uh, to just explore that in depth with, with a bunch of great guys. Wow. Yeah, that that sounds awesome, man. I, it's funny you was talking about you know, certain uh, Bible studies. And I remember growing up in uh, the uh, Sunday school, you know, you read a verse and then what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? You know, (laughs) I know. And then, you know, and, and, and like you said, there was never any wrong answers. Um, Right. But Wouldn't that, want to that, hurt anybody's that, feelings, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, oh, that's that's interesting. All right, this is what I think. You know. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so no, that that is very important. Um, and see, my background is I came out of the charismatic movement before I started. Uh-huh you know, discovering more sound biblical uh, teaching. Yeah. And so in that world, you know, that's abused to the 10th power um, as yeah. far as, you know, scripture interpretation, taking things out of context, uh, all yeah. of that, man. So that, that is very important. And uh, you said you, you have a book on this. Uh, make sure you give me those, uh, the link for it so sure. I can put it in the show. I notes. will. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So um, as far as the book, man, tell me a little bit yeah. more about it. When was it published? Yeah, sure. uh, give me some yeah. more some more details on the book so we oh, can get our I'd listeners. I'd love in. to. Yeah. So it's called Invitation to Biblical Interpretation. And, uh, you know, I was looking for something that people can actually use as they prepare sermons or, 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 or Bible lessons. Uh, kind of a simple method that works no matter what scripture uh, passage of scripture you're studying. And mm-hmm. so... My, yeah, I call it a hermeneutical triad, but, but what it simply is, is to look at the, the historical background, at the, 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 the literary flow, and at the theological message of every passage. So it's called history, literature, and theology. And so that's basically the, you know, the, you might call it a kind of a trifocal lens that you put on as you interpret scripture. And, you know, in most, cases you know take the book of esther for example you know you first few verses you're basically just given the historical background you're told about you know she was in persia and there was king xerxes and so forth and and so you find out so when did that happen in the history of israel well interesting time you know ezra and nehemiah thereabouts you know and so you ask yourself the question so why are those people even in persia right Mm -hmm. why didn't they already return to the promised land so that's a good example of how um, locating the passage in biblical history really opens up the passage right from the beginning. You know, and then you mm-hmm. look at the literature, you look at the at the flow of the book of Esther, and, uh, you know, it's just fascinating. You have the villain and you have, 
you know, Haman, and you have the hero, you have Mordecai, and of course, Esther. You have God never being mentioned, but 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 him being basically in every page is providentially ordering all the little details of history. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's fascinating. And, you know, some of it is not original with me, but, you know, you look at some other people who've studied the book of Esther and they've told me it's really a book of banquets. Mm. You know, you have the banquet at the beginning of, uh, you know, Xerxes uh, and Queen Vashti, uh, you know, not not seeing eye to eye on things. Let's put it this way. And then uh, that opens up the door for for Esther to become queen. And then, as you know, there's several banquets throughout the book where Esther gradually reveals to the king that that uh, her nation of Israel is uh, the survival is threatened because of this of this conspiracy and this plot and and that's how then Haman is is, is unmasked in the end and and the irony in the book uh, how um, Haman is, is 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 hanged on the very gallows that he prepared for Mordecai. I mean, if you know anything about the book, you know, so you you study the book of Esther literarily as a story, and you know, with all the the characters, the plot, the the, the irony and so forth. And then, of course, as already mentioned, you look at the theology, which is ultimately what the book is all about. You think, okay, so this is a book about salvation history, about how God providentially preserved his people from their enemies, just like he later would preserve Jesus from his enemies, you know, right at the birth and all the way through. And then he would be crucified just for our sins, you know, as as, as God's way of, of saving us. So you tie it in ultimately, not just theologically with God, but even Christologically and soteriologically with Christ and with salvation. So so that's essentially in the book, Invitation to Biblical Inter- Interpretation, I have case studies for every single genre of scripture, you know, so that would be a case study of how you study historical narrative, if that kind of whet your appetite a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we do the same for all the other uh, genres of scripture. Nice. Now that that is that is awesome, man. That is awesome. My my listeners complain that I always, you know, I'm always giving books for them to buy, and they fuss <laughs> about always having to buy new books and and all that. But man, I'm telling you guys, it's a good problem to have. It is a great problem to have, because um, that that really sounds interesting. I have a a lot of my listener base are local pastors. And, and I know that they would probably find it uh, definitely helpful. And I'm thinking about one of my dear brothers really close to me, yeah. uh, Mr. T. Barlow. He he's uh, he preaches on occasion and um, at yeah. his dad's church. And he always, you know, talk about, you know, context and, and, you know, figuring out what part of the Bible, how do you read it? So, yeah, definitely. I'm definitely uh, make sure he knows yeah, about just, this. Man. Just a, a little, a little uh, a heads up for people though. That book, it's not, it's not for the faint-hearted. It is very complete. So it's about 800 pages. Okay. Uh, however, we did abridge it to about 300 pages. So if that's where some of you want to start, <laughs> it's called "For the Love of God's Word." For the love of God's Word, and so that might be good you know, entry point, it still has all the essential information. But then, like I said, in an 800-page book, we have a lot of uh, examples, you know, of how that actually is done in practice for people who are interested. Perfect. Yeah. So make sure you send me a link to both of those via email, and and we'll definitely have it in the show notes. So right here, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. 
Andrew Rappaport's Rap Report is a podcast providing biblical interpretations and applications. It is a ministry of striving for eternity and part of the Christian podcast community. We provide a biblical view of cultural events, discuss how to apply God's word to the Christian life, address issues that concern the church, and we even take some time to offer a correct understanding of those commonly misinterpreted passages of scripture. You will hear from great guests like Justin Peters, Todd Friel, Jay Warren Wallace, and Gabe Hughes. Andrew has the Rap Report Daily, which is a two-minute Monday through Friday podcast, and then the longer Rap Report podcast for more content. Subscribe to both today by searching for Rap Report on any podcast app, spelled R-A-P-P Report, or click the podcast link at strivingforeternity.org. All right, we're back uh, in here with my good friend, my new friend, uh, representing Midwestern in the building. I'm super excited about that. Um, definitely want to make more connections out there. So what we do on this side of the podcast, sir, is we do what I call the three bar signature questions or the three signature bar questions. And these are three questions I ask all of my guests that uh, I say, I used to say they were unique, but Rosario Butterfield busting my bubble says she's been asked them before. So I have to say they're uh, <laughs> uh, special, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, so mm-hmm. <laughs> Here are the the, the <laughs> bar signature questions. The first signature question is, what kind of music do you listen to? Well, a variety of music. Uh, I personally, I grew up in Vienna, so I love classical music. Um, but um, then I uh, later in college, I actually played in a rock band, believe it or not. So I, you know, I'm giving away my age here, but so I would, I would listen to, you know, uh, bands like uh, Super Tramp or Genesis or Jethro Tull or um, Queen, so forth. Uh, more recently, I have a 17-year-old son, and so he exposes me to everything, you know, <laughs> uh, rap and, I mean, you name it, uh, because he has a – he's very musical. He plays the piano and the violin, <laughs> and uh, he also, however, is, is really into uh, – you know, just uh, just about everything. I mean, he, he he's a great basketball player, so he's he's into you know some of the things that the the his, his friends on the on the team are listening to. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we we personally we like uh, it's a guy I think called Adam Young, also known as Owl City. Okay. Uh, we love him. So Owl City would probably be right now one of my favorites. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good deal. All right. Next signature bar question is what book or books are you currently reading? Well, um, if I may start by tweaking the question just a tad, I'm sure I'm right now primarily focused on finishing a book I'm writing. It's due at the publisher literally like three days from now or five days from now. it's called the book Jesus of the Gospels. So right now, you know, I'm literally going through, uh, you know, I just finished Luke in that. It's basically a thorough uh, run through of each of the four Gospels. And so I've done Matthew, Mark and Luke. And so I just have John to edit in the next three days. Uh, but it's based on my it's written for people like my two children who are in college right now, because I was looking for a good book on Jesus for them, you know, that they could maybe uh, lead a Bible study in, and I just couldn't find one. And so, you know, I just decided, it, it, it's a crazy idea. I decided to write one myself. You know, I, 
regretted it many times because it's it's a lot of work. Mm. Uh, but I'm almost I'm almost done now. And so basically, the the title is the Jesus of the Gospels, and the idea is that if you want to know Jesus, you just got to read the four Gospels. You know, it's just that simple. Sometimes people try to come up with some sort of harmony or or you know some extra biblical information, maybe some of the other later Gospels. And I'm saying, listen. Uh, you don't want to write a fifth gospel. You know, you want to stick with mm-hmm, the four mm-hmm. that we have that God chose to give us in the Bible. And there's a reason why he gave us four, not one. You know, in Jewish life, uh, there was this requirement of having a minimum of two or three witnesses. And so I think it's really cool that God gave us not one gospel, not even two or three. He gave us four. All right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes ma- people make... Uh, that out to be there's some sort of a problem you know they call it the synoptic problem they're saying well there's some differences in detail between some of the gospels and i'm always saying no i mean it's a blessing right Mm -hmm. i mean god Mm -hmm. has given us just a wealth of information about jesus it's like if you're in a court setting you're not going to complain that you only have one witness you know i mean you know you're right that you know, that uh you're going to be happy to have multiple witnesses to give an event because chances are you, you're going to get to the bottom of, of what really happened you know a lot better that way so so that's basically you know front and center for me right now i do on my list have a book that i want to read through with my family called none greater that my my good friend and colleague here matthew barrett has just published Awesome. Awesome. Good deal. And we definitely be on the lookout for your new book as well. Um, the last, the last signature bar question is what podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any. Okay. Well, again, great segue. Uh, I mentioned that, and you mentioned that I'm going to be the founding director of the center for biblical studies here at Midwestern. And we're just now, uh, starting to do our own podcast. Uh, I recorded the oh. first two sessions already uh, with Pete Williams from Tyndall House in England. And I actually just chose the kind of the signature tune kind of leading into every podcast the other day. It happens to be more of a classical tune. Um, and uh, it's going to basically focus just strictly on biblical studies, uh, how to interpret scripture uh, for uh, pastors for you know serious students of scripture so we're probably going to launch the website later this spring but the podcast probably won't get we won't roll it out till the fall sometime gotcha awesome <laughs> you're just dropping all kind of new bombs on us man <laughs> that is Lots awesome that's exciting yeah yeah man thank no you. that's that's exciting wow good deal sir well i want to thank you personally uh taking a break out of your busy schedule to come on the bar man uh you know editing a book and you know teaching class and starting a podcast and you took time out for me man and that that means the world and i just want to personally thank you for that uh for coming on um to the listeners make sure you guys tune in every tuesday your favorite podcast the bar podcast and then check out the whole bar podcast network Monday, Pastors Discussion. Wednesday, Just Thinking. Thursday, uh, Bars, Biblical Reform Spitters. That's our hip-hop show. And then Friday, uh, actually, we got two shows on Friday. Friday will be uh, Truth and Fire podcast, as well as Mario Esco Live. Make sure you go to our uh, gear website, thebargear.com. Pick you, pick you up some bar swag. It's, become, it's starting to be the spring, so t-shirts are going to be available. Hats, all the things that you like mugs all of that is going to be there 
make sure you click all the links in the show notes to uh get these books that uh that 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 our, our guests guests so graciously uh talk to us about and make sure you subscribe make sure you uh leave a review and until next time you guys god bless you we love you and we're out What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there